up with so many fools Playing to rules Trying to impress But feeling rather empty I had another dream Their friends playing the game. They're in the scene I should have been. Far away. Getting up the place where the memory has been before. I open the
I'm sitting in the parking lot at the Eglinton Go uh, train station. I decided to turn on the recorder because it'll give me a little more time before I turn on the ignition and uh, drive home. I had several beer tonight, enjoyed each and every one, and uh, technically I know if I was picked up, if I was, if I had the misfortune to meet up with some police and they did a breathalyzer, I would fail and be in big trouble. But from this Eglinton Go parking lot where I am now and my home, I just have to drive, get myself out of the parking lot, which is quite easy, and then it, come to, it comes to an intersection with my uh, road, Farmbrook Road. Shouldn't be giving away all this information. But anyway, um, I would be able to uh, just negotiate that road. There's no traffic, there's no lights, there's nothing at this time of night. It's just very quiet, and it's a broad road, you know. If I could just manage to dodge all the parked vehicles. Um, and I moved my wife's car over onto the sort of a cobblestones. So if I aim properly, I can drive between her car and sell the road track. I have the little automatic door opener here. I'll push that button. Um, trouble is, I, I, I'll only go in part way because if I go in all the way, I won't be able to get out my roller coaster here. I'll have to, so I have to sort of part, part way into the garage, get out, reach into the back seat, pull out the roller, put it on the steps, get back in, close the door, drive into the driveway, uh, into the garage, sorry, and then um, push on the button, close the door, get my roller through the doors, you know, into the house, unlock the front door, anyway. <clears throat> So I'm just giving myself a little more time before I have to do all of that. Uh, I, I could manage it well now, but part of me says, Ken, you know, just, you know, a little, a little longer, just waiting it out. It's not about sobering it up or anything. It's about, uh, it's superstition maybe on my part. Just wait. Chill for a little while, okay? So, that gives you the beginning of episode 972 of the Dixon Janes podcast with your host, truly the Scarborough Dude. Coming back from a very fucking fine evening at the only cafe. Oh, yeah. And it was a special one. It was a special, what I, special with emotion. Special with feeling. Special with 
I can almost cry because this is important. It's good. It was to see our friend Jeff. Uh, Etopical Joe, as some of you knew him. I hadn't seen him for a while. Jeff and I had a very good partnership when he basically ran the Canada Japan Society of Toronto and I was the acting president. You know, I was the, uh, he was the man who did everything, arranged everything, our movie nights, our bombing guys, our AGMs, lots of alcohol flowing, lots of fun. Just did an amazing job, but just he just didn't want to be the front man. So I figured, all right, you know, I'll do that. I'll make the speeches, put on the tie, you know, and uh, and it worked out very, very well for a few years, you know. And and uh, so tonight, when we saw Jeff, just back in from Nagoya, um, for a visit with his family, um, <coughs> I congratulated wholeheartedly on what he did to make the Canada-Japan Society a fabulous organization. I, I didn't even mention the uh, Ichimokukai's first Thursday night. Of He'd always find a bar where we could hang out, and he, he was doing it because he loved the young women. I'll, I'll say that, no problem there. And, uh, anyway, his dream was always to get to Japan, to go to Japan. And he waited till his son had finished university, and then he, uh, went to Japan. And by then he already had a couple of girlfriends lined up. He just had, lined up. He just had to decide which one he was going to marry. And, uh, did that, and has been there since 2017. So it was good to see Jeff and and reconnect. And, and Jeff just breaks me up. He's just he's got a really super dry sense of humor. It's very funny. He has a YouTube channel. He had a quarter of a million viewers. So I'm going to put a link or tell you the link how you can find Jeff's uh, YouTube channel about Japan. Uh, yes, I will do that for sure. Um, so, uh, good evening. So, Lisa, the lovely Lisa, had organized it, got the timing right. They were there first. Uh, John came along. John's just always fun to talk to and, uh, and, you know, engage with. And then Brian called me by chance this morning, and I said, hey, we got a gathering going. He said, well, I got a funeral at three. I said, don't worry about it. We'll be there till like eight or nine. And um, Brian and I were the last two to leave. And we reconnected in, in a way that was very important for me. Uh, again, I'm seeing this about emotional. It was really good to, to let Jeff know, put my arm around him and say how much I appreciated his friendship, how much I value it. And it's mutual, of course. And then to Brian to sort of reconnect and me going on about, yeah, I don't know what happened. Somewhere along the line, I disconnected I, for uh, reasons I don't understand or don't know. But tonight felt like a real turnaround, and Brian suggested, well, you, are you good for one more? And I said, yeah, I am. And um, 
We we even picked up a stray. I even went to the bar. I got to the here. Here's the thing. Okay, I'm using my roller now. My roller walker. You know the walker, the two wheel, four wheel walker. We're on the other side of the only cafe. There's a couple of there's about three doors to get into the place. There's a bar side which is extremely narrow, and there's no way a roller will work through there. It's just too narrow. You can just you know, almost have to go sideways to get through the bar side. But on the other side, it's big, it's open, and, you know, tables scattered around. You can manage it. So that's where we're seated. Well, when I want a beer, I have to go exit the place leaving my roller coaster, whatever name I came up with it, I can't remember, this this four-wheel walker, leaving it behind and then knowing I, there's things I can hang on to, railings and, and doorways and bars and tables, get my way to the bar, got my way to the bar, okay, good, so... I gotta reverse this project going back, but meanwhile I order a beer, and it's full to the top. And as you know, Ken, without your walker, because I've done this just leaning onto things, right? Without your walker, there's no way you're going to be able to balance and walk back with a full pint of beer, and make your way back out that door through the bar, you know, squeezing past all these people. Out one door, along the sidewalk, back in the other door, back to your table. There's no way you can do that without spilling. So I think, what are you going to do? Well, there's an empty stool right at the bar. I look at the guy sitting next to that stool, and I said, this guy looks a good, like a, 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 a cool guy. Turned out he was. I said, you don't mind if I just hit here, do you? So I sit myself down on the bar and start talking to, um, gosh, the name was in my head 10 seconds ago, a name, you know, a familiar name, not Andy, but anyway, it turns out he's a, uh, he, he runs, he works for Granite Brewery. Which, if you're from Toronto, you know, is a very well-known, highly respected brewery. Uh, and manages the pub and does a great job. Well, it, it turned out I knew right away, as soon as I sat there, I could tell, this guy's cool. He's enjoying life. He's pretty relaxed. He's pretty calm. And we get into a conversation on that line. You know, it's hard. Meanwhile, I've left Lisa... Uh, John and um, Etobicoke Joe on the other side, and I'm, you know, I'm having a good conversation with this guy, so I'm starting to feel a little rude, and I said, you know what, you know what, I should get back to my friends, because I've been there for quite a while, connecting with uh, Michael, it was Mike, it was Mike, connecting with Mike. And I said, you know, if later on you want to join this, we're, we're on a table on the other side. You could, you could just come and join us. 
you know, you'd be welcome to join us, meet the other people. And he said, okay, okay, sure, sure. And I'm thinking there and there, I said, wait a minute now, wait a minute now. I said, here's an idea. I got an idea. Why, I can't carry my beer back, but why don't you carry yours and mine back, show up at the table, and you decide if you want to sit with us or just drop my beer off, say, here you go, Ken, here's your beer, and head back to the bar where you were comfortably sitting before I interrupted you. And sure enough, he spent probably at least the next hour or so sitting on our table, put my beer down. And, uh, you know, I, I, I was a little impressed that in the end it looked like I'd engineered the whole thing. How am I going to get my beer back? Well, I'll get Michael here to bring my beer back. No, it wasn't that way at all. I liked Michael and wanted him to join us. And he was quite happy to have our conversation, and I paired him up with Brian, and boy, they sure had a lot to talk about. And um, it all worked out beautifully. It all worked out beautifully. A great evening at the only cafe, as they always fucking are. They're always great evenings at the only cafe. Now, here's a final thing. I'm just going to close off now. Uh, my Our good friend, Sylvain Grandmaison, Sylvain Grandmaison, who had his head patted by uh, René Lévesque when he was young, uh, when Sylvain was young, not René, um, was posting pictures from the Queen Elizabeth suite where John and Yoko stayed just happened to be telling he was supposed to, but he had gone there with his girlfriend and had been there. Going back to, I believe, 2009, I think that was the post. And I wrote on his Facebook page, well, isn't that funny? Tonight, I've been sitting in the only cafe with Brian Doherty talking about the time we got so drunk and spent the night in the John and Yoko suite at the Queen Elizabeth Hotel in Montreal with Bob Goyetch. So there you go. A little bit of the history. Most of you may already know that story. Probably forgotten, I'm sure. But yes, indeed. We, with Bob Goyetch, we got blitzed drunk carried beer where they were giving away beer, we stuffed our coats with the beer and ran out into the street and ran out of the bar, stealing beer that we could have had for free. Ended up in the Queen Elizabeth Hotel. I, I stepped outside, had a smoke, and just the coincidence of Savin posting this. And, and part of part of what I'm getting at is there are so many weird connections in life, so many little things that you can assign whatever significance you want to them, but you can make something of all the wonderful connections, the friendships, the things. Like tonight I said to Brian, hey, 
I wouldn't be married to Nelka if it wasn't for Brian. Because I gave Brian the Yokohama pub tour. A very, very, very fine tour. Starts about 5 in the afternoon, ends about 5 in the morning. And um, the next week, Brian's sister-in-law comes to town. Says, Ken, I'd like you to take me on the uh, on the tour that you gave Brian. And that's how I ended up. Meeting Nelko. Now, you've heard that story before, too, but come on, how many even fucking remember? You know, of course you wouldn't remember. Who cares, you know? But I just, you know, I'm going to close with that little thing about the the connections. Basically, I'm talking about the wonder. You're looking at your life, take out this piece, take out that piece. Oh, whoa, everything has changed. You are in another universe, buddy. Uh... All the things that just sort of connect, misconnect, misdirect, direct, hit, connect, whatever. Just the randomness, seemingly, you'd think a randomness in life, and yet there is very, very possible to sort of think, no, 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 nothing is random. Everything works out just the way it's supposed to. Anyway, I'll leave you with that. Sorry, I know you're already impatient with me. I'm impatient with myself. Scarborough Dude signing out from outside the Eglinton Go uh, train station. Which I can't use until I get a fucking elevator put in. Still working on it. Years now. I still see a big fucking crane out front. It'll be years. Anyway, Scarborough Dude, signing off. Bye for now. CBC News, The World This Hour. I'm Mike Miles. We begin with the latest on the war between Israel and Hamas. Two explosions were reported Saturday in Jabalia in northern Gaza. The Israel-Hamas war is at the top of mind in Halifax. World leaders are there for the annual International Security Forum. Ongoing tensions in the Middle East are on the agenda, as are issues between China and the West. Ithil Musa has the details. And what victory will bring is a degree of certainty and stability to the international order. Canada's chief of the defense staff, Wayne Eyre, says Ukraine's defeat of Russia's invasion could have a direct impact on the Indo-Pacific region, specifically China, and any hopes it has to expand into Taiwan. What we're seeing is a direct challenge to the ideas of territorial sovereignty, the right of a people to exist, the right of uh, people to choose their own form of government. It's been the federal government's plan to be more involved militarily in the Indo-Pacific region. 
Canada currently has three warships in the Western Pacific, but Air says more resources are needed to provide a persistent presence. Still, he says, Canada is committed. Idil Moussa, CBC News, Toronto. Taylor Swift has postponed her Saturday concert in Brazil after a 23-year-old woman died during her Friday night show. No word on what killed her, but many are pointing to the extreme heat. Temperatures in Rio hit 59 degrees Celsius Friday with the humidity. Fans described sauna-like conditions inside the stadium where the young fan died. On social media, Swift also blamed the heat, saying the safety of her fans, fellow performers, and crew comes first, and says she is heartbroken at the tragedy. In Hamilton, it's Great Cup weekend, and fans are excited. Winnipeg Blue Bombers are making their fourth consecutive Great Cup appearance. Meanwhile, the Montreal Alouettes are vying for their first Grey Cup in 13 years. Fans of both teams say this weekend is an important Canadian tradition. It's all things Canadiana. So for me, the Grey Cup really is a bridge builder. We all come together as Canadians at the Grey Cup, can cheer our teams loud and proud together, and it's a whole lot of positive good energy. The 110th Grey Cup kicks off Sunday at 6 o'clock Eastern Time. That is the World This Hour. For CBC News, I'm Mike Miles. Was a good loud one. Hello again, boys and girls. It's uh, yours truly. Guess who? Uh, coming to you from uh, Thompson Park on what in Vancouver we used to call a pig of a day. Now, I don't know why we call it a pig of a day, but it meant it was heavy rain and you did not want to have to be outside for anything. And Vancouver had a lot of uh, those uh, those days. So, I've uh, just had my flu and COVID booster shots. Uh, No pain. You know, you feel a needle going in, but uh, that's about it. And uh, in the past, with Pfizer, I've had no reaction whatsoever. Usually everybody else seems to think something. It wasn't nice. I felt bad that night. So, we'll see. But anyway... um, it was good to get it done, and the system was great. There was a health clinic, and it was well set up. And uh, I went in with a 12 o'clock appointment, and I realized everybody had a 12 o'clock appointment. <laughs> but <laughs> it was quite quick and uh, very efficient, you know. So uh, there you go. Um, I don't have a whole lot to share right now, but I just felt, hey, it's uh, Tuesday. What is it, November the... Uh, 20-something, come on, 21st, 
And, um, yeah, it just, uh, it's been a while. I recorded after our very enjoyable evening at the Only Cafe, as you will have heard. Um, and now we're back into the present. I did make a, a beef stroganoff last night. Uh, and boy, I really enjoyed it. When I, when I cook, if I'm following a recipe, I need to visually see all the ingredients, uh, first up. Like I have to have them all in front of me, everything like, you know, and there was a lot of different pieces. Now I did make one mistake, which Nelko picked up on with her first bite. Um, I was supposed to add paprika I found a jar with some kind of yellowy powder in it. Thought, well, that might be paprika. Uh, and it turns out it was turmeric. And, of course, it changed the taste. And I was quite generous with it, because usually I don't spice things enough. This time I thought, no, I'm really going to go for it. So, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was, a, it was a good recipe. It, it took me quite a while, but I was set up. I had all the ingredients. And then I got my old iPhone 5, and I set it to my... Songs, shuffle, set that on the windowsill, have the recipe in front of me on my iPhone, and it takes me an hour, you know, and and Nelko can cook something in five minutes. Bam, it's done. Just whip together. There's never seen her look at a recipe or anything like that. For me, it's an entirely different process, reflective, I guess, of my personality and particular traits, but got to be organized, got to be systematic, got to follow this thing. And then, of course, I'm a little looser, you know, with, uh, you know, you don't have something, just change it, whatever. But it was good. Now, I, I left out a portion for my son who hates mushrooms, and, of course, it's called for mushrooms, and so uh, he didn't eat it. So I think I have the feeling I'm going to be eating a lot of this beef stroganoff before it's done. Uh, but it, it felt good, and she was very, very happy that I, it was a Monday night. That's her first day back at work. She was off Thursday and Friday because she was tested for COVID and uh, and doesn't have it. But anyway, she was off. So I knew it was going to be a tough day starting over and starting back. So now, of course, it's Tuesday. And what am I going to do now? I have no idea for supper. And she can normally just sort of look in the fridge. There's, There's so many things in the fridge, like sauces in the fridge door that I would have no idea. And the labels very often aren't in English. They could be Chinese or Japanese. And, you know, I can read the Japanese ones, but I wouldn't know how to use it or where to use it. And then in the freezer, tons of stuff. And she can just sort of somehow get that stuff out and defrost it and whatever. You got a really whopping good meal. All right. So, moving on. A little quote that's been showing up on the TV. Um... I've seen it a few times. Uh, This one here. The top wealthiest 1% of the population. So world's population, the top wealthiest 1%, however they figure that out, I don't know, um, are responsible for more carbon pollution than the bottom 66%. So, I mean, they're making a point here. Hey, you know, and we all want to tax the rich more, you know, never mind these tax havens and hiring teams of accountants and offshore accounts and everything else. 
Um, it just ain't fair. So 70%. And so I'm, I'm thinking, you think about your pop stars who ride around in private jets with a team of people wherever they go. Nobody can do things singly. You know, you've got to have a whole, if you're a female singer, performer, uh, Christina Aguilera, whoever, you know, uh, Spencer Tracy, Taylor Swift, <laughs> Taylor Swift, that might be one. Um, they would, they just have, you know, throngs of people to make their lives go. And this is why they have, they need the millions and millions and millions of dollars to pay these people and the security and everything else. But, um, the price is, you know, should we not be holding them a little more responsible? But, uh, I guess there's no going back on that. Um, I was listening to somebody else and they just, the world is for American society, Western culture, I guess we could make a broad term, but focusing on the States, it's fucked. Uh, the behavior of people, the attitudes, like I, it's going to take such a, something revolutionary to bring about a change. And, and that always scares me. Just the word revolution scares me because, uh. Ooh, it just usually implies a lot of blood. And uh, I'm not keen on blood being spilled. Okay, all right, let's move there. We'll just park that. I'm a chicken ship. 70% of the world's population live under autocracy. So they don't say just necessarily dictatorship, as uh, as uh, Biden called the... Uh, President of Japan, is it, or of China, is it president or premier or what? What's the title? Anyway, you know who. Seventy uh, percent. So boy, democracy is a long way off for a lot of the world, and and a lot of I think the assumption there is, hey, there's just a whole lot of the world that either doesn't want it or certainly is not ready for it. I mean, you need an infrastructure, you need an educated population to have something like that. And and with so much of the world, hey, it's winner takes all, so just, you know, we'll have soldiers outside the polling stations and make it look like a fair vote, but it's not going to be because we need to win. You know, it's ugly. All right. And here's one I have no idea why, but it just happened to catch my eye and as a passing news item. A woman is facing charges after her child accidentally fired her gun <laughs> in a Walmart. Oh, my God. This is America, the armed and the crazy. But uh, imagine, you know, I don't know whether the child reached into her purse or her holster or wherever it was, you know, and got hold of the gun and fired it off. Didn't say anybody was killed and only one shot. But still, I'm glad she's being charged. Hey, for Christ's sake. Jesus. All right. So listen, I think that's about all I've got. I've got to get home. It's time for my one o'clock eye drops. I've finished the eye drops for the right eye. It's just the left I'm working on now. Uh, vision is doing quite well. Still a little tricky in the reading, finding the right zone for reading. It's just not perfect yet, and that will take a prescription, I'm sure. Um, but I am watching. Um, oh, here we are. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to back up a little here. Um, Sunday was the Grey Cup game in Canada, and I wanted to watch it. And it wasn't on any channels. Canada, you know, CBC didn't have the money to pay for it. They didn't have the money to buy the rights to Hockey Night in Canada, which we always heard. A Canadian will know that, just me saying the title, uh, which was years and years and years on CBC. And then, of course, went to the highest bidder and CBC didn't get it. 
So uh, anyway, CBC was not covering the Grey Cup. It's our most important. And this, this to me, when I, the conspiracist in me says, yeah, of course. America doesn't want Canada having a culture of its own. The Grey Cup is an important part. 110 fucking years of this football game played outdoors in November where there's very often snow. Um, it was played in Hamilton this year between Winnipeg and Montreal. Montreal won right at the end. It was an amazing game. I had to watch it, but it wasn't covered on any of the channels I had. When I went to Rogers and said, look, I need to cut down my TV expenses. It's crazy. What you're saying. Oh, well, I'll give you another package. And they took away all the channels I liked. And it was a saving, but they took away the channels. And so I couldn't see it. And I thought, oh, come on now. There's got to be a way. Maybe I'm going to have to pay separately for a sports channel or something for Formula One and whatever else I can get. Anyway, we went online. Oh, we got a deal for you. It's a deal for you. Click here. So for an extra $4 a month, suddenly I can get like an extra 100, 100 plus channels. Well, why didn't you tell me that fucking year ago? No, they don't tell you. You've got to find it because otherwise they'll just take the money from you and that's it. And it's not costing them any more. But in the name of good service, long, loyal customer, you'd think they'd give me a fucking break. Hey, Mr. Bull, we noticed that you're paying this. You know, if you just paid this. And there may have even been promotions and I would hang up on them. No, don't fucking call me over the phone. Anyway, I clicked on it. So that I could watch the Grey Cup game. Knowing that I could just call back the next day. But now I'm sucked in because, oh my god, I can watch Star Trek on on 55 on the uh, whatever channel that is, space or whatever. And oh my god, I'm getting these channels. And oh look, I can watch uh, Mayday again. Mayday, Mayday, you know, the airplane's going down the store. I love that show. Uh, and the last one was about the uh, one the plane that went into the Pentagon. That was really interesting. So now, damn it, when I'm, the original plan, and it's written down on my, you know, things to do, cut off all TV, now I've got more than ever. And, God, oh, all these channels, and, I, and so I've got the list, oh my God, I jump here, jump here, and I'm watching all kinds of crap, you know, new catching drug smugglers at the border, and oh my God, and it's enough to eat away your life. Damn it, damn it, damn it. But I got sucked in, I did watch the Grey Cup. Uh, it was a good game. If you're Canadian, maybe you did too. Um, but regardless, you know, there I go. So anyway, I, I've reclaimed, well, my TV again. And I don't know if that's a good thing. But speaking of which, one of the ads I saw was, hey, the Queen is back, you know, season three, I guess. And I I find that a very interesting show. So I've just watched the first episode and a half of uh, what's probably going to be the last season featuring Princess Diana. It starts off with the tunnel, so, you know, where, and then backwards with Dodie. And it's interesting. Now, I do not like the portrayal of the Queen. Um, the actress is not very attractive, and I thought the Queen was a very beautiful lady. But I love Queen Elizabeth, I, and, and I, I don't care who thinks I'm crazy. It's not about liking the monarchy or being anti-monarchist or whatever. It's about the person itself who just devoted her life to duty and did the absolute best she could right up until the very end. And I have great respect, and there are very few humans who are capable of that. Certainly you don't see it amongst politicians. 
uh, in terms of the qualities. And the portrayal of her is just kind of a little nasty and mean, I think. But uh, anyway, it's an interesting, it certainly got my attention. And uh, I'm going to go right back after uh, blabbing to you to, uh, to watch the rest of this season and see what else is on my TV with all the channels I get. Whippy! Okay, that's it. That's all I got. Pick of a day, pissing rain, but uh, time to go home and uh, spend some time with my cat and then think about, hmm, what could I do for supper? Skybird Dude, signing off. Oh, 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 I mentioned I got my uh, COVID shots today, didn't I? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my memory, my memory. I had forgotten who had the rock. Now, you might remember better than me, but I had actually forgotten who had the rock. And I, I went through, now I'm going to say the time I was trying to recall it, I was in the only cafe and I, I was at least four beer into me and a, and a, a gummy and a toke, a few tokes. So I'm going to, I want to use that as an excuse. That's why your memory's not as sharp as it was. You're a high and buzzed, listen to the start of this podcast and you'll know why. Um, but I, I just didn't piece it together. And okay, now Chris had it and Robin had it. Why don't, where is it? Like, why don't I have it? Why doesn't Bruce have it? And all along, this is where it's fouled. I've been thinking Bruce was bringing it. Forgetting that I gave it personally to Connie, who took it to Spain and did the walk with it. So on this Friday, coming up, and I'll be sure before this podcast ends to let you know, in on it, uh, I'll be meeting Connie, probably with Barnacle Bill, one of the original rock founders, one of the four founding fathers, uh, to get the rock back. So there's my news for today. I'm getting the rock. Now that I know who has it, and it's Connie. And the reason it wasn't picked up earlier, Connie had COVID and so on. I wasn't going to pester and say, hey, but I need the rock, you know. So uh, Connie's better now, and we will meet at Roosters on Friday morning. And uh, then The Rock will begin a series of new adventures now that Barnacle Bill, a.k.a. Bruce, is uh, in town. Yeah, so who knows where it's going to go or, you know, how it'll end up. Maybe it'll end up going back to Vancouver with Bruce. Quite possible. Scrapper Dude signing out from uh, Thompson Park on a pig of a day. Okay, and we're back, and we're on. This is live from uh, Thompson Park once again. It is uh, Thursday, um, whatever is the date it is today. I don't know, does it matter? November something? Ill 23rd, okay, there you go. Um, kind of an overcast day and cool, but I did do a 42-minute walk on Birkdale Ravine. I'm glad about that. With my walker, <clears throat> with a new backrest, uh, I'm going to make this short. It was going to be a long story, but um, I simply had the backrest replaced this morning because of the big fuss I made yesterday when it broke. I um, I went to pick up. I'm wearing my new uh, beak cap here, uh, Club Scarborough. And when I took my walker out of the car to go into this, uh, it's a, it's a um, pot shop. 
Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a huge place. Anyway, they do the pickups. If you order anything on Scarborough Spots, highly recommended. Look them up on uh, Instagram. Um, I got this wonderful cap for $9 on sale. And uh, it's on brand, Club Scarborough. Okay, so anyway, I went in there. But when I took the walker out of the um, car, the back strap had just simply broken off. And it looked like sort of as a... It wasn't that a screw fell out. This thing actually snapped at a critical point. And I thought, wow, that is not right. So I went straight back to Wellness, which is where I bought it, uh, a subsidiary, I guess, of shoppers. And um, they said, oh, well, that's not covered. And right away I dug my heels in. You know, do you have a replacement one? Yeah, we do have one, and it's $50. I said, I'm not paying $50. That shouldn't have broken. And anyway, <laughs> trying to keep this short. But I, I dug my heels in. And she said, well, if you come back tomorrow, uh, there's a, you know, seniors discount, 20% off, you know, save 10 bucks, whatever. Um, that wasn't good enough. But I said, all right, I want you to get in touch with the company. Like, this should not have done. So... They finally got through because I made a fuss. I wasn't going to let go, and I was quizzing the assistant manager. Said, "Well, normally, under normal wear and tear, this doesn't happen." I said, "You know, are you accusing me of abusing this thing?" No, no, no. But I pushed back at that. Hey, I haven't done anything strange. This should not have broken. Um, cheap material and whatever on the attachment part. They contacted the company. The company said, send a picture. They sent a picture. I went in this morning. You know, all set, guns loaded, bam. You know, if I pay this, CC me the response you got from that company. I'm going to make, I'm going to go on social media. I'm going to make a real fuss. Oh, yes, they've agreed for the replacement. It'll be here next week. I said, no, it won't. I'll take the one you've already got with my name on it. And sure enough, they replaced it. So... I did make a long story out of that. It's just that I was ready for such a fight. And Manalco was backing me up because she said, this is unfair for old people who don't have much money and they buy these things. And then anything that goes wrong in the the basket, for example, that's only a one-year warranty. And they're very expensive to replace. Or if you wanted a cup holder, well, maybe it's going to be custom $50, $75. I got mine in the dollar store and I taped it on, you know. But um, anyway, in the end, I got what I wanted, and so I should be grateful. And grateful is the theme, because this is American Thanksgiving. I don't know why it's on a Thursday. I didn't know it was a day. I thought it would be a movable feast, you know, but no, it's the, the day today. So happy Thanksgiving to any American listeners I might still have after all the bad-mouthing I do at Trump and this fucking crazy political system you got. Anyway, for forgiveness, I'm asking. No, I'm not. I'm not asking. I'm just going to say what I'm going to say. But anyway, speaking of an American, I met somebody called Joshua, Joshua Tarquinio, I guess you'd pronounce it. Tarquinio, maybe there's a better way of saying that. But anyway, uh, when I was at the... Um, uh, in Lowell for the uh, Kerouac gathering. And this guy's young. I guess I'd, I'd call him a poet. And I hung out a bit with him and talked, and he actually listened to me and my stories. And uh, 
And I thought, wow, this, this guy is pretty special. It was quite clear. Well, Josh has been doing a lot of posting. I follow on Facebook and so on. And he's been traveling all over the States as a young man can. Uh, and just taking insights and visiting people and, and posting. And so today he posts a little bit about um, gratitude. And I don't think I even have to ask his permission, but I will tell him I, I read something from his uh, post as follows. Uh, while he was in, he was up the Pacific Rim to Inspiration Point and hiked down to Tower Bridge and Pathway to Queen's Garden. So where is all this anyway? Josh, where are you posting from here? Um, let's see the original post. Uh, Bryce National Park, I guess. Yeah, Bryce Canyon National Park. That's where some of the pictures are coming from. It's quite wonderful. Uh, gorgeous, in fact. Now, I think I was in there when I did our Southwest tour. Mm, pretty sure. Uh, anyway, a, 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 a number of um, beautiful photos. But then the following. Um, about expressing gratitude and the meaning of it. I think it's a perspective of seeing things so much greater than we are. This stuff is amazing, and it does nothing but be. I like that. The stuff is there, but it just is there. Meanwhile, man has created a complicated life for himself, so complicated that he doesn't understand it, so complicated that any suggestions on how to improve it are met with the harumphs of his fellow men who either have minds too small to understand that things can be better, or men who benefit from the discord. Now, I love that. Minds too small to understand, hey, things could be better, or those who benefit from the discord. You know, get richer and stronger and more powerful. Uh, those complications are wrecking us. But another human invention is gratefulness. It is simple. All the religions teach it, although I think the Native Americans taught it best, uh, as evinced by their reverence for everything that can be seen and touched. So I'm going to live it. He gives a long list of what he is being grateful for, starting with just being there. And at inspiration point, uh, looking out at yet another display of nature being quietly awesome. So uh, thank you, Joshua, for sharing that. I let him know it took me till age 75 to, uh, uh, you know, finally come around to realizing how important it is to be grateful. And, and I've been expressing that on the Dixon Jane's podcast for, uh, well, <laughs> since for quite a while now. And, and shouting it out as I'm driving to parks and so on. But uh, it's not a competition to see who gets there first. It's just getting there and realizing in your life. I, I think this is just a stage you have to be to reach. And I know it's hard uh, uh, at certain points in your life when things just seem like shit or the world is just so depressing. But you've got to take stock and, and recognize that you are in control of your own life. And take a look around you and, and find the things. And, and I get a lot of friends, Connie Crosby, who I will see tomorrow when I get the rock back. Uh, but you know what I'm thinking? I'm not going to get the rock back. I think I'm going to ask her to give it directly to Bruce. And then Bruce will have a choice to leave it here or take it back to Vancouver with him when he returns uh, after Christmas. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll see how that goes. 
but anyway, she expresses gratitude, you know, and a lot of people do three things they're grateful for. It's just a good exercise. And I think it's nice when you do share it uh, with others. So uh, once again, thank you, Joshua. And um, yeah, back to me. I don't know how much time I have left. Uh, I made a point of taking my walk today with my old iPod, with all my tunes on shuffle. And again, I'm going to repeat myself once more, but by God, does that give me pleasure. And, And I'm thinking, isn't anybody else enjoying music? And of course people are, but how? It was like... When I mentioned uh, last summer when we had the uh, Marshall McLuhan podcast roundtables in Hamilton, and people sat in the living room and fucking outdid each other on, oh, check this, check this, check this, check this. But nobody was listening. They were just thinking of next, oh, what I'm going to play, I'm going to share, you know, and shouting out to, uh, what's his name, the, uh, the bot who takes your tunes and finds it for you, and you sort of try and outscore each other with your interesting finds. <sighs> I didn't enjoy that one fucking minute. And I go back to, yeah, okay, I'm old. I loved it when we went to a friend's house and he put on a record and from start to finish on the one side and then got up and turned it over and played the other side. Or when you went to Glenn's and Glenn said, no, no, I'm just going to play tracks for you. And he could just lift that needle and drop it down right in the groove and then bam, here you are. And everybody, of course, we're all high. We're all very high on good hash from smoking around the water pipe. Oh, here comes the walker. Wouldn't be a trip complete here at Thompson Park without the walker. Uh, anyway, uh, sitting there and, and just grooving and listening to the music and then going out and buy those LPs. Now, while I was circling back, listening to my iPod on shuffle... They came up with uh, It's All Over Now. And this is from an album called 12 by 5. Does anybody recognize that? No, didn't think so. The Rolling Stones, probably their second album. Uh, the first was English, England's newest hit makers. And I had the first two albums. I love the Stones. I was a Beatles fan, had all their albums. But, boy, the early Stones I loved. And that particular song, and I'd like to play it for you, but it's so hard to get things off an iPod and uh, onto this podcast, unless I play it and copy it. Uh, But anyway, gosh, there you go. He's just got this stride and he's just marching away. It's it's just, it's robotic and yet he's, he's happy. He's in his element and the pace never changes. It's amazing. All right. Anyway, sorry, squirrel. Um, so hearing that song, just, and hearing it, listening to the guitars now, like I've probably never, I like the song before just the pace and the, and the idea of the song, you know, it's all over. And he's telling this girl, go fuck yourself. You know, she's been going all around town dating other men. Fuck you. It's over. It's all over now. And uh, it, it just as it, you know, remember, I'm like, what, when I'm listening to this, uh, teenager, early 20s, early 20s, you know, my youth, you know, lusting after girls. I don't know. I, yeah, I had, there was girlfriends in there, but I still love that song. So uh, there you go.
That's uh, that's all I'm going to do. I, I Maybe I'll throw a tune in here. I should. I owe you that at least. Scarborough Dude at Thompson Park. Uh, tomorrow starts a whole new state of affairs because I'll be bringing Barnacle Bill back to the home in Scarborough. We're going to uh, be hanging out and going around. Promised I'd show him Bluffers Park again. And uh, the rock will be with us. Take care, folks. And... Uh, Tune in next week because I'll be back with more of pretty much the same. Scarborough dude talking about his inner what the fuck is going on in my head today. And another day and another day and another day. Bye for now.